Welcome everybody to episode 18 of the Dollar Otter podcast where today I want to talk about credit cards. Now I'm going to read an excerpt out of my new book called Six Steps to Achieve Financial Freedom. It's currently available on Amazon. I'd highly recommend and appreciate it if you went to Amazon and purchased my book. If you purchase the paper copy, you will get a free Kindle version. But if you just buy the Kindle version alone, you do save $2 versus buying the paper copy book. So why do I want to talk about this today? Well, I want to talk about what credit card companies don't want you to know. So I'm going to read this excerpt out of this book so you guys can get a little sneak peek into what I have written on here. Now, this type of debt carries what is known in the financial industry, when we're talking about credit cards, revolving debt. Okay, so when you hear credit cards, I want you to immediately have that registered in your mind that credit cards are considered revolving debt. Now, according to LendingTree.com, revolving debt consists of open-ended accounts, usually with variable interest rates, predetermined credit limits, and payments that are calculated as a percentage of the unpaid balance. Now, unlike a regular automobile loan or most mortgages where the interest is usually, usually fixed and the monthly payments remain the same, credit cards can fluctuate its rates. So one month your rate could be 12%, but the following month it could be 12% plus the market rate. Now, when I worked at a Southern Regional Bank, what we would do at that point in time is you'd have a standard rate plus the market rate. And the market rate was typically based off of the Wall Street Journal rate or the LIBOR, L-I-B-O-R. At the time, it was plus 3.25%. So if you're paying, say, 5% plus whatever the market rate is, you would be paying 8.25%. So that's the 5 plus the 3.25. And so those rates will fluctuate. Now, what we saw here recently is the Federal Reserve had increased rates. So what does that mean for your credit card? Yeah, for your credit card rates, that means your rates are going to go up. Unless you have a contract with your credit card company that they have locked rates and they're fixed, most of you have what's called fluctuating revolving debt. Okay, those fluctuating rates are going to fluctuate. So if you're currently paying 12%, odds are it's going to make up the difference with what the Federal Reserve just increased the rates to. So whatever you're paying, it probably increased as well. If not, it's probably about to, so that's something to consider. Now that is one reason why credit cards can be dangerous is because it is hard to get caught up ahead when those rates are increasing. Because like you know, when interest rates increase, so do the bills, right? Now, the other reason is the minimum payment. As rates increase, so may the monthly minimum payment each month. Now, one month minimum payment could reflect $200, while the next month it could reflect $400. When you are budgeting your finances, it can be very difficult to forecast this payment. Okay, so I'm kind of going back into the book read, to read you guys a little excerpt from it. This is why I highly encourage my readers to get mentally strong and recognize that your debt should be paid off as fast as possible. That's why in this book itself, I also include a chapter on how to increase your income. Because if you have debt, you have to figure out a way of how to balance that by earning more income to bring that in. So I go over a couple different ways with how I did it and turned out to be very successful. You may be thinking to yourself, well, I receive a 0% interest for 12 months in a mail. Do I take the offer? Here into the new year, we're starting to see a lot of that. You're seeing introductory periods on credit cards. You're seeing interest rates that, hey, we guarantee you 0% up to a certain point in time if you move your credit cards 
balance over to us, basically transfer a credit card payment over to us. So the question is now that I ask you here in this book is, do I take the offer? All right, so getting back to the book. I think it is something to consider if you understand that opening a new credit account will lower your credit score potentially by a few points in the first months. Also, you may be disciplined enough not to use that available credit from the card you transfer to balance over to the new card. A very common mistake that households make when receiving such offers is once a credit balance with a high interest rate is transferred over to the new card that has 0% inter introductory rate, they perceive available credit as an opportunity to spend money from the old card. So what I'm saying here is once you make that transfer over so you have a high balance that you're paying interest on, you move it over to the new card that has 0%, where people fall into the money trap and the credit trap is now that you have a credit card with a zero balance, high credit utilization now that we talked about in the previous podcast, people go out and they use that credit card. So they're maxing out two credit cards. That is a huge foul and you're only, it's, it's very dangerous. It's going to lead you into trouble eventually. All right, so when we get back, I want to take a deep dive after this commercial break to talk about is debt snowball effective? All right, so stay tuned and we will dive into that subject next. Okay, welcome back from the break. So earlier I had mentioned we need to talk and we need to dive into is the phrase debt snowball, is that method effective? Now, going through college, I had a professor who highly argued against this, saying the debt snowball does not work. It is mathematically incorrect. And mathematically, he is correct that the debt snowball is not the fastest method. But the debt snowball method is the fastest way to pay off debt if you're not disciplined to apply the mathematical method. So what do I mean by that? Well, to just go back over to what the debt snowball is, you pick the smallest debt, the one you can pay off the fastest, and you put all your payments towards that while, while paying the minimum payments on each of the other debts. Once that minimum payment, or once that small debt is paid off, you apply that same payment over to the next debt, and you just continue that. So kind of think of a snowball, you know, a small one, you roll it down the hill, it gradually gets bigger, right? So you're constantly taking out that debt. Now, mathematically, what you should do is list all of your debt from the highest interest rate to the lowest. And the reason for that is the highest interest rate should be the one you tackle first because that's the one charging you the most money. Now, why is that method not better than the debt snowball? Well, the debt snowball method has a psychology effect because what happens when we're paying the highest interest rate to the lowest interest rate, you still have the same number of debts. Because that highest interest rate, that could be a debt that you're continually paying on for five years. And so you're not seeing your debts going anywhere. And that has a psychology impact, a negative impact to your mindset because you're not seeing that debt reduced. But if you have the discipline and you can apply that method and stick with it over the long term, yes, you will pay that debt all faster. However, the debt snowball method, the reason why that's so highly effective is you're seeing those debts slowly being tackled. Because think about it. If... I can go from five debts to four or three debts in a shorter period of time. That's going to be a huge motivator to impact your life, right? To say, okay, well, I am seeing progress because visually you are seeing progress. 
Now you don't see it in the dollar terms, but you are seeing it in the number of debts that you have. And so you need to take a hard deep dive look at this and see how long, if you were to do the other method, if you list your debts from the highest percentage rate to the lowest, and you think you can stick to that and you have the resources to do that, then I would highly encourage you to take that method. And if you don't, and you're really struggling to get by as it is, then you, you want to apply the debt snowball method. You want to take the, the debt that you can pay off the fastest, typically the smallest balance, knock that out. That's one less debt you have to worry about and then move on to the second one. So if you have a $500 debt, put all your resources into that, make the minimal payments on the other debts, and in a couple months you'll have that $500 debt paid off, and you can focus on, say, the $1,200 debt. All right? And you just kind of continue that cycle until all that debt's paid off. And so that's one of the reasons why there's always such a big debate on this. And what it boils down to is the psychology and the motivation behind it. So hope that helped you guys out so much. I want to thank you once again for listening to episode 18 of the Dollar Otter podcast. Once again, if you guys have any questions, email me at nick at dollarotter.com. And until next time, you guys have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you for listening. Thank you.